Welcome to Canuck of the Dead. Uh, from my guest behind me, I think you can figure out exactly what we're here to talk about. But uh, I had to bring along my buddy Nick to talk about Nightmare on Elm Street. Nick, how you doing? Great, Rob. How you doing? I am doing great. I was anxious for this one. Because... I, I, I feel honored that I get to do this one. I, I feel that's one of my favorite slashers of all time, which is, you know, between him, Mike, and, and Jason. Exactly. The three, right? So The big trifecta of horror villains, right? I thought you'd, I thought you'd have me on to talk about, like, uh, Lava Lanchula or Sharknado or uh yeah, jaws well, exorcist or something like that no <laughs> no no we're going for the good stuff we're going for freddy so he's, man he's a gooder oh big time now what i like to do we're going to get everybody caught up we're going to watch the trailer from Ooh. the original nightmare on elm street Ooh. The kids of Elm Street don't know it yet, but something is coming to get them. There's something out there, isn't there? We just see cuts happen. What did that, Lieutenant? I don't know. There's a coroner got to say. It's in the John puking since he saw it. You're gonna kill me for sure. Did you do it? There was somebody else there. He was locked in a room with a girl who went in alive and came out in a rubber bag. No one knows where it came from or who it will visit next. Nancy, there's something wrong with you. You're imagining things. Nightmare on Elm Street. Ah! Do you believe in the boogeyman? No. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. She's the only one who can stop it. If she fails, I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. No one will survive. Craven, director of The Hills Have Eyes and Last House on the Left, a new masterpiece in fantasy terror, Nightmare on Elm Street. There we go. I love that trailer. It's uh, still works. Eh? Like oh. All the shots that even are just in the trailer just looks amazing. Like there's one of Freddy and he's, I think, kind of in the boiler room and you only see this much of his face and the, the lighting on that and the texture of it just it almost looks like it's from a new nightmare with the makeup that they used in that one it does it does but it's interesting because everybody ribs on marvel or dc nowadays when they put out trailers they digitally take things out right yeah. or they show you well, clips they wanna, that they're not in the they movie to fool you, right? there is a clip in this trailer that's not in the movie was it johnny depp no john oh. saxton what was that? Okay, you tell me. What was the clip then? It was him I, as the police, uh, because he's the police chief, right? But he's standing yep. there going, the guy was locked in a room with a girl, went in alive, and came out dead. Or came out in a rubber bag. Like, that sums up why he's after uh, Ron, Ronnie? Oh, my God. Yeah, why? because he's going after, because he thought he, thought he, she sla or he slashed up Tina, right? Exactly. But that's so, not in the film. 
And yeah, I don't. Now that you mention it, yeah, I never caught that. But that's uh, yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah. Uh, there's a there was the bed scene in that trailer too. It almost looked like Johnny was jumping into the hole or coming. It kind of looked a little different than in the film because in the film it gets kind of sucked in. The TV comes in. But if you look at the trailer, that looks weird. And there is a deleted scene out there that's not in a movie where he actually crawls out of the the bed. Yes. He comes yeah. back. And yeah. I'd love to see what that was all about. Yeah, they, they don't talk about it. But somehow it survived because I know it's out there. I've, I've seen it. And there's another one that I'm sure we could talk about later. I don't want to just jump right over what this could be because uh, like, where, where would he be going? What would he be doing? That's that's a weird thing. Like, Exactly. I, I, I'm wondering if it's now in the dream realm. You know that's what I'm thinking. You know it's a dream realm if he's coming out of the bed. No, but no other character comes back from whatever he did. Like, It wouldn't yeah. show... I don't know. It just seems like a weird thing. I can see why they pulled it because hearing about how this film could have been with all the retakes and, uh, and and stuff cut from it, it was could have been a really different movie. And especially when you look at who Freddie was was originally thought of, right? Yep. Well, let's get to that. We're going to start right at the beginning. And especially with that trailer and when you watch Nightmare, you get that iconic New Line Cinema logo. You don't see it anymore. It's now the floating frames that come in, you know, and it looks like a, a film frame. Yeah. But that red line, that flashing red line, and then opens up into new line doesn't, cinema. Doesn't it take you back? Oh, huge, huge. Yeah. Uh, I think this was the second film for new line cinema. Yeah. Yeah. And they weren't, they weren't doing too strong off the first one, but they were taking chances, right? And that's yep. kind of what happened here. Well, yeah, because that's why New Line's always been called the house that Freddie built. Yeah. Because literally, if this hadn't worked, I think they would have been done. It would have been tough because, you know, they got done the movie by the skin of their teeth. Uh, I think they were shooting for like a 700,000 uh, finalized number for how much they can spend on it. They went over by uh, to 1.1. That's always stuck with me because that's a lot of. Back in those days, when you think of Halloween being made for, was it 50000 yeah, yeah, it was next so, to nothing. Yeah, so if they go up over, you know, $400 million, that's a whole other horror movie, pretty much, because they were, they were spending too much on horror films a lot at that time. Yeah, this one, it says it costs roughly $1.8 million to produce. Oh, really? They're probably factoring in uh, when... The production of getting it out there to theaters and stuff yep. like that too because they were having troubles trying to find anybody like paramount turned down uh they they just did uh as a dreamscape with yep is that the one with dennis quaid yep i remember I that one confused and they didn't want to do another dream movie uh there was another one but you know who actually wanted to pick this up this is this is one of those stories that's out there is disney Really, Disney wanted to after they watched the film. They they said it just cut every all the bad, really bad stuff out. <laughs> yeah. We love this character. We could really turn him into like a Disney type character. And Wes was like, "Nope." <laughs> we'll add some Disney uh, birds that come in. Yeah. And talk to <laughs> Langen Camp, and they'll sing the one, two, Freddy's coming through. Like, <laughs> yeah. Now I think it could happen. You know. <laughs> well, one of the things I found. Um, 
just to show you how uh, in debt this company was at this point, a few days before the film was to go into general release, the processing lab that was that had the negative uh, informed New Line Cinema that it would be keeping the film because it had not been paid. Yeah, I heard there's a couple of stories on that type and of stuff. Like, that's uh, the, the, even the, the crew, the, the, the actors, they, they weren't getting paid. But the, you know what? They didn't lose any of the crew or film actors, they, even though they were like, it'll be next week, next week, next week. Yeah. I guess it was like a month and they didn't get a paycheck. But I don't know. It's one of those things where if you really believe in it, I guess, and you're seeing what's happening, you're like, I got to stick this thing out. I believe in it. Plus, you know, Wes Craven, man. Have you seen it? You've seen, obviously, interviews of this guy. The guy, you, you talk, or you hear him talking, just like, whatever he does, I want to, he's like a professor or something, like a yeah, a Harvard professor talking about horror movies and turning it into something that sounds like, you know. Well, and that's, we'll get to the origins of this film, you know, with uh, the basic idea, and you probably know this, where the Los Angeles Times, um, they did a series of articles about yeah. a group of people from where were they from Southeast Asia? Yeah. They always mention that. And from all the interviews I've seen of Wes and even the commentary that I've watched and, and, and the DVDs I have, why he never mentions, you know, why it was interesting to him that they mentioned that they were from another country or what their origin is, you know, but well, it all, it's everywhere. Every, every story that has this says that it's, southeast asian it's like but what does that have to do with anything why like, couldn't one of them be the, the tribe they were from the hmong tribe oh and they, they had they a culture over to of, the states yeah okay. um uh several of whom died in throes of horrific nightmares the group had come to the u.s to escape the murderous regime of mm -hmm. pol pot i don't know who that is and within a year of arriving, three men had died all in similar situations. The young, otherwise healthy men would have a nightmare, refuse to wake up, and when they finally or so, refused to fall asleep, sorry. And when they finally did, from exhaustion, they woke up screaming and died. So that's and just then, terrifying right there. Yep. Autopsy results revealed that they had not died from heart failure, but had simply died. It was their inability to find a cause of death that intrigued Craven so much. Medical authorities have since called the phenomenon Asian death syndrome. Asian death syndrome. There it is, I guess. Yep. That's, that's uh, that'd be an Oswald. So if me or you were to die in our sleep, it'd be the Asian death syndrome. We'd be a right. part of it, I guess. So. Yeah. That is, uh, that's a terror. Like, it's funny that Wes had to sell this film to production companies because that, if he just read that to somebody, like, that'd be like, okay, let's, let's make this. Well, and you, you consider, cause they, they've got stuff on TV, like Sanford and Son and Maud and all that. It's like, this is a really cool plot idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, you see in, in 84, you see the, the schlock that was put out, you know, they had alligators chasing people. They had every other type of fish out there killing people like and i love the schlock i'm not talking bad about the schlock I, that's yeah. my favorite stuff but for somebody to go wait uh, yeah a that's murder in a nightmare <laughs> no, nobody's gonna believe that i'll never sell yeah no. <laughs> man um what was it about this movie that stuck with you when you first watched it see i've been thinking a lot about that not only when you ask me to do this, but like, cause I think it is 
when I was younger, is always my number one. And uh, the older I get, it's still my n- top three. Because I, I just grown to love the thing so much. It, it overtook it. Uh, I don't know. It's something about maybe getting older and just feeling uh, more claustrophobic about life and situations. The thing really takes a grasp on you. Whereas cool. when I was younger, I hated sleeping. Like even some days now, I just hate sleeping. So I think that kind of went along with what I was going through. And uh, I don't know, Freddie, just look at him. Like he wasn't hulking. He wasn't, I'm going to come over and kick your ass type of, wasn't wielding a big sledgehammer. He just had some knives, but he, the way Robert England portrayed him was just terrifying. There's two scenes in the first Nightmare on Elm Street that uh, just terrified me just by the visuals. There was nothing really scary. Like in one, by both scenes, I think they happened within maybe a minute of each other. And I'm sure you'll know, like it's the alley scene where he's chasing uh, Tina. Yep. Yeah, he's got the long arms and he's scratching both sides. And then I think maybe two cuts later, um, and I don't know who was the genius that came up with this. They got somebody who was like, uh, I don't know if it's a little person or maybe a kid, just maybe three to four feet chaser. So the visual changes from a grown man to a kid, and it's all playing with your mind and the concept of the dream, right? Because nothing really adds up. And it's just like four seconds of that. And it just terrified the heck out of me. I don't know why it's because in dreams, because in dreams, anything can happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's terrifying and awesome, you know, because dreams can be good. But in this situation, if, if your dream was good in nightmare on Elm street, it was going to get real bad real soon, you know? (laughs) Exactly. Especially in the, this one it seemed to be all bad like they really lighten up in the later films well they give them like some part of like a good dream there's one on a beach and then freddie comes up through well we'll we'll get to those but oh yeah absolutely we will they really lighten up i think roseanne's (laughs) roseanne and tom (laughs) forgot about that (laughs) oh that always gets me that brings us back to here because with horror movies you sometimes have those iconic actors you know like jennifer aniston or jason alexander who get their start in horror movies and this jason one, that's oh, why yeah. i use jason alexander exactly. no, i was waiting for like leonardo dicaprio or something use oh. jason alexander that's a good one jason alexander and holly hunter they both starred in that first one the burning the burning <laughs> what a great film my nieces watched that but we can't talk about that i don't want to waste right. time on that. They, they, they thought it was cheesy but whatever. this one launched one of the biggest careers of our generation johnny depp johnny depp Right, and, you know, to a lesser extent, Robert England. Yep, <laughs> well, yeah, he's a little popular, but see, he, he had a bit off that, like before that. I mean, but Johnny Depp, yeah. wow. Uh, England was known for V, you know. Yeah, he that's playing, what he's coming off of. Oh, I can't remember the the alien's name, Eddie. I think that sounds. I just remember his hair when I think back to that character. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's like a brillo, but well, yeah, he was that... already known. Exactly. Well known. No, 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 v, not well known. I don't even know if he was that huge at that time. People uh, knew him, but not his name because yeah. of me. And this, everybody knew. Uh, yeah. I watched a little thing about in the 80s. Uh, there's like a uh, 
little convention thing and people were like fred krueger fred krueger robert england like they knew him but it was just weird hearing people call him fred krueger and still this day when i rewatched the movie heather langham said who's fred krueger mom and i'm like ah it, no, hits, it's it, it hits the ear wrong don't call him fred <laughs> yep. krueger you're normalizing him then well Freddy i found krueger. out how johnny depp got hired for this role uh, okay yeah i i think i know but because Wes Craven's daughter thought he was dreamy. So therefore, like this is during the audition process. Yeah. So Wes leaned more towards Johnny than the other people auditioning. So did she see him at the at the audition then? And then she was yeah. like, I like that guy. Like I could see <laughs> yeah. that happening. But do you okay, so did you know that <clears throat> apparently this is a story I heard a long time ago. Uh after the the new remake came out. And you know how stories go. Maybe, maybe it's not, but it's one that I thought was pretty funny. So he went with another guy who was trying out for that role, and it was um, his, Jackie Earl Haley. Is that his name? Am I saying yep. that right? That's who was trying out for Glenn. Glenn. I heard that as well. <laughs> and Johnny went with him, and then he's like, "Well, you want to try out for it?" And he's like, "Well, I'm not." It was written to be a big jock football player but i guess if jackie earl haley's trying to go for it like how big could this guy be yep. but, yeah then johnny Je johnny depp tried to get it i did get it so man I, you owe your your career to wes craven's daughter because she liked you that's awesome yeah, and it's, <laughs> if you still uh i forget how long ago it was but uh johnny depp was talking it was probably right after wes passed and he was still thinking fondly of that film and he praises it as the, the movie that started him. So it's cool that he's still like that. Cause there's a lot of guys who like, I'm sure Leonardo's not still talking about, uh, <laughs> was it critters that he was I'm trying to remember what yep. it is. critters. Yeah, okay. Critters. I, 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 I'm sure he's got a, like a thing to try and take that off his IMDb. Well, he doesn't I, care anymore, but I only remember that because we had Eddie Deason come to CKX here oh, in Chatham. Right. And he's in Critters too, and he goes, "I came that close to working in a film with Leonardo DiCaprio." <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want to say. That's what life life's for. But another little bit of trivia: that opening, you know, where he's building the glove. Yeah, that's not even that's not Robert Englund. Who was that then at the time? I'm trying to that is Charles Bella. Oops, uh, Bella Dinelli. Uh, he's a special effects guy, but they used him because he was the only one that knew how to cut the gloves and insert the blades properly. Why not have, like, uh, sorry to go off track, but, you know, uh, in, in Dario Gento's films, he always wanted to be the one to stab people or kill, like, put his hands <laughs> on them. So maybe this is along those lines where, you know, why have somebody build a glove? that doesn't know how to really build the glove. Like that's, that's genius right there. I might as well have them do it because if you're all you're filming, it's the hands. And, and literally you don't ever see Robert Englund's hands. No, because they're all scarred up. Yeah. So yeah, I like that. Yeah. I'll have to look yeah. More into that. I always thought about the, uh, the special effects guy. I can't remember his name right now, but how he came up with the look of Freddie. Cause uh, I guess Bob Shea wanted like, him to be almost melting mm -hmm. which would have been i guess more realistic but in the dream they he wanted it to be like gooping off him which could be comical at times but uh i guess he was eating pizza and 
playing with the pepperonis and that's he brought the pizza home and made some drawings and that's how freddie was oh wicked is i hadn't heard that that's awesome yeah man um but it's got a lot of cameos like like we said there was johnny depp in there um this is charles the uh effects guy but there's another small cameo that's in here as well you talking about the t-shirt no no um uh, when uh, nancy's dreams are being examined remember she's in the uh oh. office and it's got that, it's yeah, got what's his name one. i don't know his name but i know who he played after roger rabbit yeah that's yep. cool that's a cool one but that's not the cameo no you got another no. one in that same office is a nurse okay who's the nurse played by mimi craven West's wife? then wife wow yep okay. that's a that's a deep cut yeah i, I, I wouldn't recognize her i did not know that until this wow i didn't know that either i thought uh, i they usually when i used when i was in college i'd always go through every movie that i bought every dvd i'd go through the commentary i'm sorry i'm surprised that wasn't brought up maybe i was too like fistfuls in the chips so i didn't hear it but uh yeah, that's a good one. That, and, yeah, you know who the teacher is, right? In the, the scene where there's a, ch- a guy up talking about uh, or saying a song from Shakespeare or something. Yes. And she's in every horror movie. So I can't remember her name. One of the, Lynn Shay. There we go. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Bob, oh, I, I just said his name. Shoeline. Yeah. So he was at the funeral. I okay. tried to pick him out. Yep. He's in a bunch of uh, nightmare movies. My favorite one is, I think, in the second one, they go to a gay bar. The coach does, or the the gym teacher, and Bob Shea turns around. He's got like leather with studs, and <laughs> it's and he's oh. like, "What are you having, big guy?" Something We're gonna like bring that up in the next episode for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. For so I sure, keep, I keep wanting to talk about other films. Yeah, that go together, but well, we'll have a lot more. This I want to dig in deeper as we go through this series, because like I found out this film, along with the rest of the sequels, except for New Nightmare um, and the, the reboot, take place within the same universe as Friday the 13th. Where are you reading that from? Where, this, where did you get that information? This came off IMDb's trivia. So this is what I mean. I want to deep dive as we go through here. I want to see if we can find a connection between this and Friday the 13th. Well, you know, one of the, I think one of the first people that Wes sent this script to was Sean Cunningham, who was the director and writer of, I believe, and writer of Friday the 13th. So, you know, that sounds Maybe. possible. But I'd like to... Now you're going to have me watching all these movies again, and I'll be like... <laughs> it's going to break your heart, too, I know, right? <laughs> I won't find anything. I'll be like, well... I guess they're just the same, but they're on different parts of the world. Well, and I know they got a connection with Evil Dead too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Sam Sam started it. Sam Raimi. Yeah. Uh, but Wes had it with. Uh, well, he tried to start it with uh, Steven Spielberg. Is that is that what you're talking about? No, it's just the fact that they they show some of Evil Dead on the camera in Nightmare, and then in Nightmare in Evil Dead Two, they actually have Freddy's glove in the shed. Oh, yeah. So that. That goes back to uh, in, um, I believe it's The Hills Have Eyes. Uh, Wes shows a torn picture of Jaws 
almost to say some people have speculated that it says you think that's a scary movie that's why it's ripped in half and then here's the hills have eyes and then in, in evil dead there's when they go down in the cellar uh there's a torn picture of uh the hills have eyes so then <laughs> nice. when west did this movie uh he put in evil dead and the funny thing is uh nancy ends up falling asleep to it saying hey you think your movie's great my character's falling asleep to that if you think that's terrible <laughs> to which they responded by putting the glove up and almost saying okay okay you win west putting the glove oh, in sneak. evil dead too I'd be saying, look at that thing's so not scary. It's a tool in a shed somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's a, well, so is a chainsaw, though. But yeah, I guess that's that was true, used too. for good. That was that's used true. for good. So. Oh, man. Well, all right. Stick around because we got a couple other things to bring up in the bonus segment. One is how many other people actually auditioned for the role of Nancy and Glenn and the actual origin story of Fred Krueger. <laughs> that's right. I said it. <laughs> Fred Kruger, you had to do it. <laughs> we'll be right back. 